ready? Yes, Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let me start out with just, uh, let me pray uh, again. And uh, I love talking to God. Amen. Father, thank you for this morning. Thank you for just revealing yourself, manifesting yourself, Lord. We pursue you, Lord, not in vain. We pursue you, Lord, because we know that you want to meet with us and speak to us and and uh, not only uh, meet with us and speak through us or speak to us, but to speak through us. And Lord, we just thank you for all that you're going to do this morning. Thank you for that. You have given us a, a spirit of wisdom and revelation that's uh, without reservation, Lord, that it's uh, being revealed and will continue to be revealed today in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Praise God. Ready, ready. A couple of things before we uh, move on and get into today's message. If you have not gotten involved and would love to get involved, today be a great uh, way to do that through our growth traps, track uh, step one today. Uh, we meet for about an hour after service. We feed you, we, and it's a time where we just cast the vision of the church, and you know where we're going, what we're doing, what it's all about, and so uh, we'd love to have you be a part of that. That's at 1130. You'll be in here, 1130 sharp. And then secondly, the second thing I want to make uh, you aware of, and this happens, this, we've got early bird registration for our women's conference, Radiant, that's taking place in September. And so you can go on to our website and you can find out more about that. And uh, until uh, uh, June, I believe June 8th, somewhere around there, there's a, 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 a tremendous uh, 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 fee there, that uh, a rate that you can get. And so make sure that you sign up for that. All right, you ready? Let's talk about Inside Out. I am kicking off a series today that I've had in my heart for a number of months, actually since last year. And uh, I just, uh, you know, I, I, just, I just feel like this is going to be one of those life-changing series if we can get hold of it and understand it. And so I just pray today that uh, we would all have open hearts and ears to hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying. Uh, God wants to do what He does and wants to do what He wants to do through us, but it, it's not going to happen from the outside in. It's going to happen from the inside out. And, uh, and so uh, I want to start out with a, a, if you're taking notes or following along with your notes uh, that's in your worship guide, I'm going to start out with a statement here. And it's this, the only way to experience personal and lasting change direction and results is from the inside out living from the heart living from the heart and the big area the big thing that I'm wanting to talk about is how to how do we live I mean there's a lot of people that are going through life and they don't realize that that God wants us to live from the heart not live out of the flesh but live out of our heart there's things that God wants to bring about, but it's out of our heart, and we're going to discover that. And, and some people don't, they've, they've been so accustomed to living out of the flesh, and we'll talk about that in a little bit, and that they don't really know how to live out of the heart. And I'm hoping that we can define that and, and be able to clarify that so that we start living out of the heart and experience everything that God has for us. I can tell you're excited about this. You start messing with the flesh, you know, you, it, it's not really exciting. 
But I want to share a couple of, I'm going to share one scripture in two different translations. I'm going to uh, take you to Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23. If you brought your Bibles, you want to look along there or on your device, you want to look up on, on the screen, we'll do that. Uh, but it says in Proverbs 4, 23, it says, Keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it spring the issues of life. The Bible says that we need to keep our heart, protect our heart with all diligence. It's something that we're warned to do, that we must do because of what flows out of our heart. There's things that God wants to bring forth out of our heart into our lives and into the lives of others. I want to read this to you in another translation out of the uh, God's Word translation. It says, guard your heart more than anything else because the source of your life flows from it. Uh, one scripture says, uh, from the, uh, uh, the good treasure of, of a good man's heart flows forth good things. And so there's, there's things that God brings forth out of our life and out of our, uh, or out of our heart into our life. And we need to understand that. And so we're going to get into this today. The devil, I tell you, works overtime trying to keep us from living out of our heart. Yes. He loves for us to live out of our flesh. Uh, entices our flesh, constantly catering to our flesh so that we live out of the flesh and rather than living out of our heart. When I'm talking about living out of our heart, I'm talking about our heart our being our spirit. We are a spirit being. We, we are a spirit. We uh, have a soul. We live in a body. Uh, and so we are spirit. That's who we are. That's our heart. That's what I'm talking about. God wants us to live out of our spirit or out of our heart. Uh, are you with me yet? I, have I lost a lot of you yet? Uh, and so what I want to do is I want to talk about that because I believe there's great things that God has for us and great things that God wants to do through us. But it's, it's only going to be happening from our heart, from the inside out. And so let's talk about living from the heart. There's a few things that I want to just point out today that I think every one of us need to understand. Number one, it's God's desire. That God has a desire for us to live out of our heart. I think that many times we uh, are only looking uh, at what we want rather than what God wants. And we need to understand that God has desires for us. And we need to pay attention to those desires, so much so that his desires become our desires. Yes. That we, we are so focused in on God that we are so honed in on God that his desires become our desires. And, and so we, we can see uh, that God has great desires for us, and we're going to discover that. But Second Chronicles 16 verse 9 says this, it says, for the eyes of the Lord range throughout the earth. He's looking everywhere. He's looking for something. God's looking for something. Guess what he's looking for? He's looking to strengthen those whose hearts are fully committed to him. Now notice that he's looking for hearts that are fully committed to him. He's looking for people who has that full commitment all in. I am my heart's all with you, God type of heart i'm not not partially not just in sometimes and 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 out sometimes you know i'm married all the time Amen. i'm married to my wife 100 percent of the time you know if i said honey you know i've been faithful to you 99 percent of the time that just ain't gonna fly 
You know, I just, I only, only one time a year do I go commit adultery. Just one time. Rest of the time, I'm fully committed. You know, that doesn't fly, right? No, she wants me to be all in in this marriage. And rightly so. In the same way with God, God wants us all in. And I'm going to tell you why God wants us all in is that I believe this with all my heart, that our heart is the steering wheel to our life, that he guides us and he leads us and he steers us through our heart. If he doesn't have our heart, then he can't steer our life. That's why he needs us. Because if he doesn't have our heart, then we're going we're gonna to be in sometime and out the other times. We're going to be going the direction that we want to go sometimes, and then we're going to go the direction that he wants us to go other times. And so he's looking for hearts that are fully committed so that he can direct our lives or steer our lives in the direction that he desires. He desires certain things for us. And I'm going to tell you the things that God desires for us are always good. He's always going to steer our heart in the way that's best for us. We shouldn't be uh, we shouldn't be concerned about committing our heart fully to Him because He's always going to steer our heart in the way that's going to be the best direction for our life. Amen. Absolute best direction for our life. And so God wants to steer our lives. He wants to steer us. He does, he does not and cannot steer our life in the way that he desires to steer our life if he does not have our heart. Um, I, was just, I was thinking about this uh, this week, Philippians chapter 2, this scripture. And I love this scripture. It says, Therefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence. Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. goes on to say, For it is God who works in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure. So it's God that's working in us to will and to do of his good pleasure. His desires. It's God's working in us. From the inside out, he's working in us. When we're fully committed to us, to him, then he's able to work in us or he's able to steer us in the way that he wants us to go. And he says, then you work out your own salvation. Let me tell you, I think working out our own salvation, as long as he has our heart, it's just a matter of following him. Jesus says, follow me. He says, he says, Pick up your cross and follow me. He says, deny yourself, pick up your cross and follow me. In other words, don't, don't be looking at your interests. Look at my interests and I'll, I'll make sure I direct you or lead you in the way that you need to go. Amen. This week, how many people have some challenging weeks? Okay. I think all of us, and, and, and mine, was, mine was spiritual this week. I had one of those spiritual opposition weeks where it was extremely, extremely challenging at the, at, at the beginning of the week. And, uh, and it was like, oh my goodness. It was constant. It was, it was just, you know, I, and I just pressed in. I pressed into God. I, I just, because I know what to do. If you don't watch it, a spirit, spirit of heaviness will come upon you and it will, it will rob you. The Bible says lay aside every, every sin and, and every weight that so easily ensnares. 
And so we've got, to, we've got to get rid of those weights. Sometimes that weight is a spirit. It is a demonic spirit that comes to try to weigh you down. And there's a spirit of heaviness. And so what you have to do and I have to do is we've got to put on the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. You've got to start praising God when, when that heaviness tries to come upon you. And, and still, that, that, those attacks on my mind, it was just a constant opposition, opposition, opposition. And, and I'm just grateful for people that God has placed in my heart and in, in my life that they're not perfect. They have issues, Amen. but they have submitted their hearts to God. Amen. And so God was able to steer their heart and their, them to come into my life this week and encourage me. Amen. On Wednesday was one of the most uh, challenging days, and I fasted Wednesday. I just said, you know what, I am not, this is not, go- I'm not going to be defeated. Amen. I mean, we're the head and not the tail, isn't that right? We're above only and not beneath. We're more than conquerors. That means, that means you know, when we're challenged, we, we're going to overcome. But, you know, we got we to gotta, uh, put on the whole armor of God, keep the armor on, and, and stand. And, you know, when we've done all, we stand, right? And so, we, you know, I'm, I'm speaking the word, declaring the word, praising God, doing all that we need to do. And I'm just letting God, God, I'm all, my, my heart's all yours, I'm all yours. And, and uh, lo and behold, five different people on Wednesday, I mean, it was just like, bam. Bam, bam, bam. They just contacted me. Just five different people that, uh, you know, had no idea. And I just told them, listen, you just don't know what you, you know, why you contacted me. And, uh, and so they're just five different people. Uh, a couple of them are in this room. Dan Tebbets, Ray Didlow, you guys, thank you so much for just uh, obeying God and God using you guys. Uh, it just, it's just awesome. Actually, my wife was even used by God. Man, your spouse can be used by God. Steered her heart and, and, and used her. Amen? And let me tell you why. Because God doesn't desire us to be defeated. He desires us to live victorious. And, and I'm here to tell you that God will not only not only direct you, but he'll direct others to you in your time of need when their hearts are fully committed too. God has a desire. And his desire is for us to live from the heart because that's where things get accomplished. Secondly, not only is it God's desire, but it's God's design. He has a, he, he's designed it this way. He hasn't designed us to live out of the flesh. As a matter of fact, we're going to discover here in, in Romans chapter 8 that living out of the flesh produces nothing, nothing in our life. It just, it's lifeless. Yes. The Bible says it's dead. There's no, there's no life to it. But when, and when I'm talking about living out of the flesh, when we're self-absorbed, yes. when it's all about us, and I couldn't let that happen. I know, I know the tactics of the enemy. The enemy would love for me to just get focused on me. Poor old me, poor old me, poor old me. And it's like, no, this isn't about me. Life, I discovered a long time ago that life isn't about me. It's about God and others. That if I'm going to really experience life, that I've got to take the focus off of me and put it on him and put it on other people. And that's when I'm going to experience the best. Some people, I, I, I don't care how often I've said it, you've still had a hard time 
absorbing that and getting hold of that. Life is not about you. The, the, the more selfish you are, the worse that life gets. You cannot be self-absorbed. If, if you'll give your life away, you find it. If you hold on to it, you lose it. The Bible says, man, if you're going to follow Jesus, you're going to have to deny yourself. It cannot be about you. It has to be about God and others. That's how he takes your life and he steers it. That when you fully commit your heart to him. When you say, God, it's all about, it's all about you. There's a woman I was thinking about when I was preparing this. And uh, bless her heart. Just a wonderful, uh, wonderful woman. And just uh, in many, many ways, wonderful uh, personality. A lot of, lot of pluses in this woman's life. But there's, uh, it's, there's a constant trail of, of, of relationships just dying behind her. I mean, she, she can get in there and develop for a while, but all of a sudden... And by the way, I'm one of those relationships. Our church is one of those relationships. You used to attend here. And, and, and it's like, love this church. This church has made a big old impact in, in, in our life. And now, now, you know, for some reason, I, I still to this day don't know why, but for some reason we're just uh, been disowned. Do you understand what I'm saying? And, and the reason is, is I believe, I believe is that when we get self-absorbed, when we live in the flesh, when it becomes about us, when we're not focused in on God, when our heart is divided, when we give God only part of our heart and we hold on to part of our heart, then things die around us. Because God's not able to steer our life in the direction that he wants to steer our life, take us to places that he wants us to take us, so he can feed us with the life that we need at the time that we need it. Amen. Romans chapter 8 verse 5 says this, it says, For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh, but those who live according to the Spirit, the things of the Spirit. It goes on to say, For to be carnally minded or fleshly minded or fleshly ruled is death. It's, there's no life in it. It doesn't produce anything. Uh, I think it's John, John's gospel. It says that, that the flesh profits nothing. It, it, isn't, it doesn't produce anything good. Uh, but it goes on to say, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Now, what's interesting, look at this. It goes on to say, because the carnal mind is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, nor indeed can be. Verse 8 says this, and we'll close, I mean not close, but we'll finish this thought here. It says, so then, those who are in the flesh cannot please God. Can I tell you why it can't, it, we cannot please God? Because God did not design you and I to live out of the flesh. He designed us to live out of the Spirit. We are created in His image. He is Spirit. Therefore, we are Spirit. And there's nothing wrong with the flesh in that. If it's in subjection to God, then it's okay. But and, and let me tell you, you're either flesh-ruled or spirit-ruled. I'm either flesh-ruled or spirit-ruled. I'm either being selfish or I'm being God-centered in my life. And the more that you commit, and I commit our hearts to, and the, the more that we are spirit-led rather than flesh-led, and the more that we're experiencing the life and peace that God has for you and I. Amen. Amen. And so we need, to, we need to capture that. We need to get hold of it. And, uh, and that's when we're going to experience the best that God has for us. Living from the heart is the key to experiencing God's joy and God's happiness in our life. It is the key. 
living out of the Spirit. The fruits of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kind, and, you know, all the fruits, the nine fruits. And so it's, it's out of the Spirit. It's out of the Spirit. It's out of, out of your heart, if you will, from the inside out. We've got to be more conscious of what's going on in our heart than we are in our flesh. What's our flesh? You know, well, I just don't feel like it. Well, what's your feelings have to do with it? I don't always feel like being married, but thank God I'm married. I don't always feel like maybe serving God, but I'm going to serve God irregardless of what I feel like. It's, it, I'm, I don't, I'm not governed by my flesh. I'm not governed by my feelings. I'm not governed by that. I'm governed by what God's Word says. Amen. His Word is spirit and it is life. Amen. And so we, we do what God says according to His Word. And by the way, I, I wrote this down. Living from the heart is not conditional, nor is it circumstantial. Conditions and circumstances may or may not be favorable. So, you know, this, you, you see people making decisions based on their conditions or their circumstances. And let me tell you, I am all in regardless of my conditions or my circumstances. God has me all. I am, I am committed. I, I'm not saying I'm perfect. I'm not saying that I'm, I don't make some mistakes. But Lord, I want you guiding. I want you leading. I want you directing my life in every which way I go. Colossians. It says, slaves or employees, we could say it that way, obey your earthly masters in everything and do it. I like that. Just do it, right? Not only when their eyes are on you and, and to curry their favor, but with sincerity of heart and reverence to the Lord. Whatever you do, work at it with all with all your heart as working to the Lord and not for human masters, since you know that you will receive an inheritance from the Lord as a reward. It is the Lord, it is the Lord Christ you are serving. Anyone who does, does, does wrong will be repaid for their wrongs, and there is no favoritism. God says, listen, you may have an employer, you may have somebody that's over you in authority that's not treating you right. It says, but you know what? You stay all engaged. You keep your heart all in. Because you're doing it not for them, you're doing it as unto the Lord. And so, in other words, circumstances have nothing to do with it. I don't know what situation you may be in today. But you keep your heart all in God. You make sure you're all in. Because you, that's, let me tell you why. Because you've been designed to live out of your heart. And what's going to come out of your heart, I don't care how dead it may look around you, eventually you're, it's going to produce life in your life. Because when we walk in the Spirit, it produces life and peace. I, somehow you're going to be favored. Somehow things are going to work out for you and for your benefit. Just somehow it's going to happen. You just keep on keeping on doing the right thing and you'll experience what God has for you. Because you're designed, you're designed to live out of your spirit. You're designed to live from the inside out. You're designed to live from your heart. Amen? 
And so when you do that, God can direct you. He can direct your life. He can take you in, in ways and in, in directions that will eventually lead you to a place of life and peace. Actually, it's, it's, it's just going to happen. I, I don't understand how God's word works, but if you'll work God's word, it works. Okay? So, living from the inside out, living from the heart, Living that life from the heart, the life that God has from you, for you, it's, uh, it's something that God desires. It's something that he's designed. And then lastly, it's something that he delights. He delights in it. It delights God. And there's some reasons why I believe that it delights. Uh, granddaughter, love you. Come here for a minute. Can I have a quick hug? Give Poppy kisses. Okay. Thank you. I love my grandchildren. That's my middle grandchild. As much as I love my grandchildren, God loves us more. As much as I love my grandchildren, and I'd do anything for my grandchildren outside of sinning, I'll, I'll, do, I'll do it because I'm, I'm not going to sin because it's going to produce death. Remember, whatever's done in the spirit, whatever's done out of your heart, whatever's done according to God's word is going to produce life and peace. You, you understand that, right? So we all, circumstances, conditions don't have anything to do with it. We do it. We do God's word because that's, that's what honors God. We're all in, all right? We're not all in it if we're just all in, all right? But I love my granddaughter, and God loves us more. And because God loves us more, he delights whenever we're all in, when we're completely in, because he wants to take our life, and he wants to guide us and lead us into the good things. God is a good God. He's a good God all the time. He wants to be good to you and I all the time. And the reason that so many people are experiencing bad things, and you're going to experience bad things anyway, but sometimes and many times the things that we're experiencing in our life could be avoided. Amen. It could be avoided. Because he's not at the steering wheel of our life. Amen. Because he doesn't have all of our heart. Let me share, let me share with you uh, uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 1. And I just want to say that half-heartedness, giving God part of our heart, limits God. And it can limit ministry. It says, therefore, since we have this ministry, as we have received mercy, we do not lose heart. You know, when you go through stuff in life, and all of us do, you can lose heart. It's easy. You, you see it in Scripture. It, it, talks about, it talks about not losing heart. It talks about uh, uh, you know, keeping your heart engaged. It, just your heart. When you lose heart, ministry suffers. It limits God in ministry through you when you lose heart. There's no delight in God. That God doesn't delight 
in people not getting the ministry through you that they need because you have lost heart. We've got people around us all the time, all the time, that need ministry. But we're, if we're so self-absorbed and so engrossed in, in us, it's about me. It's about what I want. It's about what I'm going through. It's about what I have to deal with. It's about my circumstances. It's about my conditions. It's, you know, when, you, when we live like that, instead of saying, God, you know what? I'm all in. You have all my heart. I'm going to live from the inside out. I'm going to live by the Spirit and not by the flesh. And so whatever you want is what I want. Your desires are my desires. Therefore, as, as you lead, I follow. And wherever you lead, I go. It doesn't matter what it looks like. It doesn't matter what it doesn't look like. I'm following you. And as we do that, people will be ministered to when they need to be ministered to. And let me tell you, some of the worst people that uh, are half in in their heart are religious people. Amen. You remember the Good Samaritan and you remember the two religious guys that saw the guy on the side, the side of the road half dead. They saw him just as well as the Samaritan. But you know what? They didn't receive ministry. I mean, that, that guy did not mis- receive ministry from those two guys. It was a good Samaritan said, you know what? I'm going I'm uh, I'm I'm to submit my heart to this. He was moved with compassion, the scripture says. Or he had compassion for him. I don't know if it says moved. I'll have to go back and read my Bible does say he had compassion. And he, 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 act, he, he acted on that compassion. He acted from his heart. Compassion flows out of your heart. That's where ministry flows out of. It flows out of that compassion that God puts in our heart for, for people, hurting people. But engrossed, pe- people that are engrossed in themselves, don't, they can't even see the hurt and the pains in other people's lives. Half-heartedness limits ministry. Half-heartedness also limits what we reap. Galatians 6, 9. It says, let us not grow weary while doing good. In due season we will reap if we do not lose heart. So it limits the reaping in our life. So, So we need to keep our heart all the way in. And one more thought. Some of you... Y'all are blessing. I'll shut up there. Half-heartedness also limits the things that have been freely given to us by God. Let's read this. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9, it says, But as it is written, eye is not seen, ear is not heard, or have entered in the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. But God has revealed them to us through his Spirit. For the Spirit searches all things, yes, the deep things of God. For what man knows the things of of a man except the Spirit of, of the man which is in him from the inside out? Even so, no one knows the things of God except the Spirit of God. Now we have received not the Spirit of this world, but the Spirit who is from God, that we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. From the inside out, God reveals. We need to keep our hearts engaged. One last scripture, and I'll, I'll close with this. Psalm thirty-five, twenty-seven says, Let them shout for joy and be glad, who favor my righteous cause. 
and let them say continually, let the Lord be magnified. Who has pleasure in the prosperity of his servants? Once again, living from the heart is a delight to God. It's God's delight. It delights God in our life. Why? Because he doesn't take delight when we're living or experiencing death. He takes delight when we're living in the life and the peace that he has given us through the Spirit and by the Spirit. Amen? And so I'm excited about this series. I want to encourage you to not miss any of this series. We're going to pause the button next week. Next week is Mother's Day. I'm going I'm to come with a Mother's Day message, but next week, bring your mamas. It'll be good, all right? And then we're going to get back into this series from living from the inside out. Amen? Amen? Let's pray. Father, thank you for this morning. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for just uh, speaking to us. Help us, Lord, to be mindful, to set our minds on the things of the Spirit and not the things of the flesh. Help us, Lord God, to be aware of your presence in our hearts. Holy Spirit, we acknowledge you. Holy Spirit, we follow you. You lead us and guide us into all truth. You show us those things that we know not. You show us those things to come. And we thank you for living in us. That you didn't leave us without your direction, your guide in our life, or guidance in our life. And I thank you today for all that you're going to train us and teach us in through this series. In Jesus' mighty name. With every head bowed, every eye closed still.